Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the White Sox Talk podcast here at CSN. I'm Chuck Arfine. Thanks for listening. You can find all our podcasts at csnchicago.com slash podcasts, and you can subscribe to our iTunes channel from there so you don't miss a single White Sox podcast. We do them every Tuesday or as news breaks. So our main topic today is one that I think a lot of White Sox fans are thinking, feeling, dealing with right now, and that is what's it like being a White Sox fan in the current Cubs world, where the Cubs, the best team in baseball, the most talented team in baseball are three wins away from the World Series. Now, this reality has been uh, tough on the Sox fan base, especially for the diehards. We're going to discuss the emotions of what is happening, how your sanity is being tested, and will you? Can you root for the Cubs to win a World Series? Coming up, we'll play the interview I did with Frank Kaminsky yesterday, a Chicagoland native, diehard Sox fan who was a basketball star at Wisconsin, now plays for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, and he showed up last night for their game against the Bulls wearing a Steve Bartman Cubs jersey. And later we'll be joined by CSN senior producer Ryan McGuffey, a lifelong Sox fan who's in L.A. covering the Cubs. What's it like being a Sox fan that close to the action? We're going to talk with Ryan, who has some interesting and conflicting thoughts. Here with me, two CSN colleagues, both Sox fans, are stats guru and number cruncher Chris Kampka and CSN producer Slavko Bekovic. Okay, guys, how are you guys doing? How are you feeling? Go Cubs. Go Cubs, you're right. Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, having seen these two things go side by side for a while now, okay, the Cubs bring in the best general manager available, the best uh, president available. Then they go ahead and hire the best manager available, right? Uh, highly publicized. You know who these people were. You knew their track records. By comparison, what do you got? Mm-hmm. I mean, and as a white, lifelong White Sox fan, it kills me to say it, but it's true. And, and at this point, the White Sox should look at the Cubs and emulate everything they do. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. And it's very frustrating. Look, the Cubs started doing this full-on rebuild Okay, and let's say the last five seasons, right? We're including a full-on rebuild, and over the last five years, the Cubs are still better than the White Sox by like 25 games. Yeah, their path has worked. It's inexcusable. Look, if if you want to deny the fact that you have to rebuild, what you're doing isn't working, and it's obvious. It's time to do it. Okay. Well, so you're cheering on the Cubs? Absolutely. I mean, well, listen. Is it difficult for you to do this? It's not. Because if I look at it, and you know what, the more I look at it, the more I respect what they've done, the the way they've done it, and I admire it, and I enjoy watching it. All right, Slavko. I can't can't agree at all. Just because you admire the way they've gone about their business, and they've done a great job at it, no doubt, why does that mean I have to root for them? That's like saying, well, the Packers have been great for six years. I have to root for the Packers now. No, you don't have to root for them. I admire what the Detroit Red Wings have done, making the playoffs 20 straight plus seasons. Doesn't mean I have to root for the Red Wings. 
I admire what Theo Epstein has done, certainly what Ricketts has done, what, what that whole organization has done, but why do I have to root for them? I, I, don't, I don't say you have to root for them. I personally do. Okay. Uh, that's you, fair. You are, you, so you, uh, you are literally acting like a Cubs fan, or you're just admiring what they're doing? I'm, you know, getting on board here. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to fully admit it. Okay. There it is. It's That's right fine. out there. I'm on. I mean, listen. And maybe, I, maybe I'm talking from a different perspective. I mean, you know, working in this industry, I have plenty to gain with a Cubs win. You know, it's good. <laughs> it's best for business. Right. Right. But, you know, just you know, working Cubs. You know, doing. Um, You're very close to the action. I do. You know, I do the research. I look at it. I look at the numbers. It's exciting. There's history, like on a daily basis. It's fun. It's it's. It's something that pulls you in. So for me, I thought about today. So I'm, I'm 75% hoping they win. 75% wanting the Cubs to win the World Series for the city, for my family members who are Cubs fans, for my friends who are Cubs fans, colleagues. I want, and it's, I mean, and yeah, and it's, it's, I think it's selfish for anyone to say, hey, this team hasn't won a World Series let in me 108 ask, years. Let me ask they don't you deserve a World Series. Let me ask you this. If the yeah. Cubs win, do the White Sox look at that and say, you know, all right, we really better get to work here? I think they're... I, it's good motivation. They're too stubborn, should, too. Yeah. They're too stubborn, too. It, you, they might be, but you got to hope. you got to hope right. that if no, they I, see it and they say, well, let's, we have to do something now. I think the White Sox have been working... I'm not saying they're working even more, like working harder to win because of it. But I think there's more pressure on them to succeed because of what the Cubs are doing. Agreed. And then my other, so then there's 25% of me. That's, that's uh, it's a tough 25% that uh, is struggling with it in a couple of ways. One, um, as a sportscaster, I want to cover this. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I mean, I want to cover the big stories. This, is a, this could be the biggest story in over 100 years in Chicago. And we've got great people covering it here at CSN. And they don't need me being there, but I'm not covering it. Well, so sure. I, I'm, I'm so close to the action. But this is me just being selfish, wanting to be there and covering this amazing story. But uh, yeah. that's, your, that's your perspective. I mean, like I said, I kind of feel Everyone the same way. Everyone has their own perspective. Right. right. And, and being in the middle of it might be a little different than the average fan. But to the average fan, I say, you're watching really good baseball right now. You should, it's incredible You should baseball. enjoy it instead right. of try, you're being a little bitter about it. And, yeah, I can understand that perspective being, you know, born and raised a Sox fan, 36 years as a White Sox fan here. And it's just, what can you do? Right. And then there's the, uh, there are the bandwagon fans. Do those guys and girls get on your nerves a little Not bit? Not at all. And this no. is why. Listen, being a sports fan is kind of like being in a relationship, right? <laughs> if you're not getting what you want oh out of the relationship, you leave. And I don't think there's anything to prove by sticking with a team that's been really, really bad for a long time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really add anything to your character. Nobody really cares. Yeah. I mean, because look at it this way. Root for something you want. Don't, don't stick with something. My fandom has to be earned, in my opinion. And if I'm rooting for a franchise, they better try hard and do things that show that they're going to win and looking to win. I haven't gotten to that point yet myself. I, the loyalty is just still there for me. No matter how much they struggle, no matter how good they are, my loyalty, my fandom stays the same. And I don't really know why that's the case. I, I get it, and I don't point. knock you for it. I, I, I can't explain it, yeah. but I'm a White Sox fan. It's just fan. there. It's, part it's of, in your yeah, DNA. It's, it's in your I blood. Am. Absolutely. But maybe it's just that I'm going in there, and I'm looking at the numbers, and I'm looking at the moves, and I'm looking at everything, and I'm just so disappointed that it, things that I want 
the direction I want is not happening. Yeah. We just refuse to do this full-on rebuild. You know, I think it's because of the attendance. Well, you need to get over it. You need to get past the attendance thing. Listen, yeah. you have to win, and you need to build this thing from the bottom. The running rebuild isn't working, right? It's, I it, mean, you've gone backwards. It's been that way for the White Sox forever. If you win games, fans are in the seats. I mean, you can't it's just— It's not always been that way, at least in recent years, obviously for the Cubs. They've only seen certain dips even when they were losing. It's them. just like, you know, putting a Band-Aid on top of a Band-Aid on top of a Band-Aid on top of a Band-Aid. Well, they, have improved, <laughs> they have improved incrementally since they bottomed out in 2013, but just not like we would have liked them to. They went, they lost 99 games. They, I mean, they won 73. Was that what it was? I can't do the math. Yeah, n- 99. So they've gone up every single year since then, but clearly they're not where they thought they'd be, expected to be, and basically told the fan base where they felt they would be. Two clubs. Uh, everyone loves to say the stat on one way, or one fence, or the other side of the fence. Two clubs in the last four years have won more games each season, have increased their win total four <laughs> years in a row. The Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. Okay. Obviously, yeah, but the expense- one team went plus forty-five, <laughs> one team went about plus nine. The in White Sox had to go down the ninety sixty-three wins right, right, in order right, to get exactly. there. Okay, so here's the the truth of this whole thing. We had planned on doing we had planned on doing this topic today. What's it like to be a White Sox fan in the current Cub world? And then I go to the Bulls game to cover the Bulls-Hornets game. (laughs) I'm talking to Neil Funk in the hallway, and who is walking by in the hallway before the game? None other than Frank Kaminsky of the Hornets wearing a Steve Bartman Cubs jersey. So that was like a perfect coincidence uh, for what we wanted to talk about today. So I interviewed Frank, and... Let's run this interview that we did with him. Uh, My first question to him was, what kind of statement are you trying to make wearing a Steve Bartman jersey here in Chicago? It's my stance on how I feel about the Cubs this year. Which is what? I don't want them to win. Why is that? Why can't you enjoy, embrace what's going on in Chicago here with Cubs fans? Uh, Because most of my friends are bandwagon fans, and the last couple of years they've jumped completely on the bandwagon. Um, so it's been annoying to a person like me who's been a diehard White Sox fan my whole life. Um, so I'd rather see the Cubs lose than pretty much anything else right now. Okay. I, I, some might say you're a bitter White Sox fan for having this answer. Is that, are you bitter that the Cubs are doing well and the Sox are doing bad? Uh, um, there, is, there is a little bit of sense of jealousy, um, you know, especially uh, you know, going over to Wrigleyville and seeing that atmosphere. Um, you know, it's a crazy atmosphere. You know, Cubs fans really do a good job of cheering for their team. I'm a White Sox fan. I don't want to see them do well. Okay, so you actually have covered up the C. You, even, you went as far as to do that. Where did you get this jersey? Uh, had it made uh, in the water tower at a, at a store. So. Was that today you did this? Yesterday. <laughs> yesterday you did this. Yeah. And I actually went to the rooftop at Wrigley last night for a couple innings wearing this jersey. That probably didn't go over well. Not too many people are happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And are you going to wear it continuously as the season progresses? Until the Cubs lose, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm 1-0 with this jersey on, so might as well keep that ball rolling. Okay. Nah, I don't think so. Listen, that's kind of, it's, it's weak. It's to weak. wear the Bartman jersey, it's weak. First of all, pinning, pinning the blame on the fan was weak to begin with, no matter what fan base you he go He should by. have worn, if anything, an Alex Gonzalez Second jersey. of all, well, not even. No, no, be, be proud of your own. If you're going to play that card, be proud of your own team. 
You know, yeah. wear, wear your team's jersey with your team player and, and love your history. You find a root against the Cubs, but the Cubs jersey with the Bartman's is weak. I'm 100% on the same page. It's, it's a little bitter for me. Yeah. I understand being envious. I understand saying, well, they've done it great for a few years. Look where they're at compared to where the White Sox are and with their struggles. But Bartman, to me, always a low blow. Imagine it's being weak. on that side of it from, as a White Sox fan. Yeah. Imagine that happening. Now, that's not saying we wouldn't blame Bartman or Alex Gonzalez, whoever, because that didn't obviously blow the game for them. Mm-hmm. But that's a low blow. That's bitter. To go out of his way, buy an authentic jersey, go to the water, water tower, tower, get it customized. He wore it at Wrigley. And the patch to cover the Cubs yeah, logo, if, too. That's, it's if, all just too much. Maybe if it was a player that made a mistake, fine. Yeah. But the fan... I can't get behind that. Yeah. I just I just hate that idea. This you is a what? guy trying to move on with his life, and you're dragging his name back in there. And this I was think, 2004. Yeah. I think he might have had a little more sympathy from sure. me. Just not, I mean, sympathy, that's the wrong word. But because it was, you know, it was still fresh. I feel so bad for Bartman that he's yeah. still, I it's, mean, we're, we're now, it's, it's 2016. Now, it's only Bart, the Bartman angle that I don't like. Yeah. Now, I will never... I will never hold it against somebody for being that White Sox fan. It's like, I want him to lose. You know, I've been there myself, right? But Really, Chris, you have been there? I've been there. <laughs> You've been there. But, but here, here's the deal. Um, do that, but don't, don't do it that way. Yeah. You know? He clearly wanted to make a statement. He wanted the attention. And I mean, besides, though, the whole thing about I want the Cubs to lose, that's fine. Because it's just like it's part of being a fan. It's rival Cub fan, White Sox fans. It's part of the fun, you know? Yeah. And it's... It, be it, you know. Don't be that person that just kind of like says it on the surface, and then deep down, like, yeah, I hope they lose. All right, so I, I, when I first saw him do it, I just thought it was funny, and then I interviewed him. I, I just wanted to hear, like, as a sportscaster, I guess I, I could say you could say it's my job to figure out what the story is. Why is he doing it? What is his intention? And Clearly, just, his biggest problem, I think, was the fact that a lot of his friends are Cubs fans. Yeah, I'm and sure. Made a point to say it's the bandwagon fans that he hates, not the hardcore. Right. And I'm right, sure right. you felt the backlash, right, Chuck? Right. You're posting that, and, and oh, they no, know. And I, and I thought about like, what, sure. what, how am I going to look by putting this out there on social media? People are going to think, oh, Chuck had something to do with Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And but I didn't. Or, or you're celebrating it, right? Yeah. Right. Right. All right. I say, forget mentions. it. Don't worry, don't worry about that, Chuck. Because yeah. listen, that's that's news. It's like, hey, is an NBA player doing this? I th- it, it's it's an interesting thing to show. Yeah. I think because he's such a high-profile athlete, he's a, there's obviously the local connection. That's the reason he did it. But. If this was Joe Schmo walking down the street, people go, wow, that guy's an idiot. Oh, yeah, I would and never. move on. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. I'm not saying you, yeah, yeah. but just in general, if a Cubs fan seeing this guy, wow, look at this guy in the Bartman jersey. All right, move on, go on. It was 12 years ago, blah, blah, blah. But because it's Frank Kaminsky, an NBA player, he's got the NBA contract, he can go out of his way and do it. It's a, it's, it's a jab for sure. I... It's, it's less on Frank than it would be any, any other fan just walking down the street. If you went through that length yeah. to make it a point and rub it in, then you're, you're an idiot. Yeah, well, yeah, but Frank Kaminsky, it's, it's funny. It's pretty but. blatant, and you can tell he obviously wants people to see this. Yeah. Right, and yeah. the, okay, so looking at my Twitter feed, there were a lot of White Sox fans who love that he did this, <laughs> who because this is like uh, to celebrate it. And I, I mean, there's a lot of Sox fans out there who are big time struggling with this. I mean, are you going to be able to, you're not going to be able to cheer for the, or root for the Cubs? If the Cubs win the World Series, how are you going to feel? On a day to day basis, I'm over, mainly I'm indifferent. If we didn't have to work here and cover the Cubs, I would care about the Cubs about as much as I care about the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is mm-hmm. pretty much nil. 
but being here and being surrounded and working, having so many Cubs colleagues, and occasionally I produce the Cubs pre- and post-game yeah. shows, and I always like to give it to Holly and Cap, no doubt, but it's all in good fun. Right. It wouldn't, I don't want to say it would be difficult for me to deal with, but it would be difficult to have to put up with the nonstop day in and day out, go Cubs, go, yeah. hurrah, hurrah. That's more so the, I guess, the, the backlash that I would have from it. If they win the World Series, no doubt, they were the best team in baseball from day one. They've earned it. They've developed a great team. Joe Mann's a great manager. They have a great roster. They've made the moves to win a World Series. There's not going to be anyone saying, hey, they didn't deserve that. Okay. But having to deal with David Kaplan for I don't know how many months and years. That's, <laughs> that's Actually, what you know what? That's the only reason why I don't want them to win. I don't want to deal with David Kaplan. <laughs> you, know, you know what this podcast needs? This podcast needs a Cubs fan. Uh-oh. Nate Poppin, are you nearby? If uh, Nate is here, he's one of our producers here at CSN and diehard Cubs fan. In fact, he's wearing a Cubs hat and I think he's going to come in. Here he is. We need to get a Cubs fan's perspective. You were fired up in the newsroom as we uh, about the Kaminsky stuff. First, fired up. You, yeah, yeah. So I want to hear your thoughts as a Cubs fan about what Frank Kaminsky did showing up with a Bartman jersey. My thoughts are he should worry more about raising his points per game over 7.5 and his rebounds <laughs> four than hanging out with his buddies in Wrigleyville and trying to, you know, basically start things with Cub fans. Yeah. So, so you took this personally that he would do this? Not personally, but I, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm done with the whole 13 years ago, hey, this happened. Well, yeah, I, I realize that happened. I've, been, I've spent the last 13 years trying to forget that that happened. I actually happened... For the Bartman incident, I was actually on the south side of Chicago at a concert uh, that night, and I kind of have blocked it out of my memory as to the ramifications of the night and everything, you know, since then. So I spent, like, you know, the better part of my life trying to forget 2003. (laughs) I don't need people, especially, you know, White Sox fans that think like he does bringing it back up, you know. Okay, so we're all, you know, we're all talking about what is it going to be like if the Cubs win the World Series to be in this city and dealing with that. How did you handle in 2005 when the White Sox won the World Series? I was actually out in DeKalb at the time at NIU. Uh, I was uh, doing uh, sports casting uh, for the TV station out there. And the vast majority of my, of my friends and, and my, uh, my coworkers out there were Sox fans. Um, and I kind of tried to stay impartial. I never, I never really rooted against the Sox growing up. I actually tried to become a Sox fan. Really? I think when I was six and or eight years old. And the truth comes out. Wow. Six or eight years old. And it's my like dad, inside and my look, dad, Nate yeah. Todd. <laughs> yeah, and my dad, my dad, well, he just, you know, didn't, want, didn't want me to be a Sox fan. So okay. he was like, no, you're, you're not wearing that hat. Um, so, yeah, ever since then, you know, I've just kind of been – indifferent to it or you know so it didn't bother you that Sox fans were jumping up and down winning a world series and you didn't have one oh no i i I went out and covered it that night and we had people tearing down uh signs and 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 stop signs out in decal that night when they when they clinched so uh, i I was i was covering it more from a uh you know not a journalistic standpoint but i was like okay well this is kind of like what i do now sports casting whatever at the time so i was more you know covering it from that angle of things. I'm sure when I got home, though, I was like, oh, you know. You had to be shoot, upset. How did, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, no. finally, you, at, I, at it the took end, me three minutes for you to day. finally say that. You're at the end of the day, I was, I, was, I was jealous very much. Yes. Very, like, I mean, very jealous. To be. I mean, but I, I would, that's what I would It's one of those yeah. things to battle within, you know, how you're yeah. going to feel about it. Exactly. Right? Feel disappointed and angry. It's like a cycle because I remember the, the incident in that game six of 2003 NLCS. I was laughing hysterically. 
I'll, I'll admit it. I was laughing hysterically. Thought it was great. Now <laughs> I know. come around to the thing. Okay, so I think I if the Sox weren't struggling like they are, you'd have a different opinion about this. I, I agree. you know, it's possible. I, think so. I can't rule it out. Now listen, um, but I mean, the softy in me has come out and thinking. You know, I remember that moment when the White Sox won the World Series, and I was watching with my dad, and I just hugged him. It, this is this is a moment, and you know, there's a lot of good people that I know, and they're Cub fans, and. Hey, maybe they think they deserve to experience that too in their lives. Okay, it's so just here, a special moment. All right, so here's what I go with. If this was a, t- how do I say it? If this was a flash in the pan kind of team, a lot of veterans uh, for the Cubs and, you know. Like I, the White Sox. I, okay, were. I would actually be cheering for them even more because you never know if it's ever going to come again. This team. I agree. They could win like three in the next five, six years. So, right, so, but so, so there, there's, there's a part of me that's thinking, you know what, any time the Cubs can not win a World Series over the next six or seven I years. I don't think so. I think they should win as much as absolutely possible. Coming from a White, Fo- White, Sox, fan, uh, White Sox fan's perspective, yeah. Cubs should win as much as possible so the team on the other side of town can see, look, we need to get our stuff in gear. So we you want them to use it as motivation. You want the White you know, Sox it, to look at the Cubs and go, we need that. It would be nice. I mean, and I can't say for sure that that's what it's going to be because you've seen the history and they're kind of stubborn and they're kind of, you know, intent. I don't know what the word to describe it is, but they don't want to acknowledge it. And I think they're going to have to. Well, we're going to see what they do this offseason because hopefully that'll start this thing. I don't want to say in the right direction because I do believe they've been heading in the right direction, but they're obviously at a – uh, it's a fork in the road, and we don't know where it's actually going to be heading. Nate Poppin, first Cubs fan ever on uh, the Sox podcast. It was an honor. It's, okay, you're going to get a little uh, button or something like that. Uh, coming up next on White Sox Talk podcast, we're actually going to head out to L.A. where Ryan McGuffey from CSN is covering the Cubs in the playoffs uh, to get his perspective as a Sox fan really close to the action. He's uh, got some interesting thoughts. That is coming up next. Warm up for every Bears game one hour before kickoff with Bears pregame live. Lance Briggs, Alex Brown, Jim Miller, and host Chris Bowden get you ready for kickoff and have instant reaction on Bears postgame live immediately following the game. The best Bears coverage in the city is on CSN Chicago. All right, we're back here on the White Sox Talk podcast on CSN, and we're joined by Ryan McGuffey, senior producer here at CSN. He's in L.A., Covering the Cubs and Dodgers, and you know we've been talking guff about uh, being a White Sox fan in this current Cubs world. You are right now in the middle of uh, a Cub uh, hurricane as they come now to L.A. What's your feeling? What's been your take being this close to what's going on there and being the Sox fan who you are? I mean, it's a little weird, but at the same time, it's uh, it's a fun place to be just because you forget what postseason baseball is like and. Um, Obviously, the Cubs are the favorite not only to win this series, but the World Series. So that's, as a Sox fan, seems like a little much to take, but they've been the best team all year that didn't didn't really sneak up on us. So I guess the one key is that, you know, as a Sox fan, there's a lot of different people. There's some people who are rooting against them, some people who can't watch this stuff. But, you know, they're so likable. They're so fun to cover. The accessibility is great, and I think if I could, with our roles and what we get to do, um, it's easy for me to be able to separate like the Cub thing versus covering good people, good players, and a good team. 
All right, so when I came to work at CSN in 2004 and met you, you were like the biggest White Sox fan I knew, <laughs> maybe ever known. You were so gung-ho about the team, and you still are a, a big Sox fan. Will you root, are you rooting, cheering, or hoping that they win the World Series? Uh, I, I said this you know, to my wife the other day when I left. She said, are we cheering are we cheering for them? And I said, you know, I'm not rooting against them. And I think when you met me in 2004, I would probably say I was rooting against them. Um, so I'm not sitting here like, you know, if Chris Bryant hits a three-run homer tonight, I'm not like fist pumping and, and clapping and stuff like that. Like David Kaplan. Uh, no cheering in the press. Yeah, yeah, David Kaplan. <laughs> but um, I'm certainly not a – like if they win it, it won't bother me. Um it's and I think and we talked about this. It's easy to say that. I don't know if it's easy to really comprehend what that means until it happens. But I think because 2005 happened and we had that experience and we went through it and and got to uh, have the emotion of winning a World Series and and seeing what that was like. I certainly think that's helped for the 2016 Cubs for Sox fans because we know what it's like and we felt that and to to not have that feeling and then see the Cubs do it would certainly, uh, I don't want to say spoil it, but it would, it would, there would be a lot of emotions that uh, would be hard to really accept that. Guff, we were just talking about that. The rivalry to me kind of fizzled when the White Sox won in 2005. I grew up with a ton of Cubs fan friends, and it was always that back and forth, and the Crosstown series was always a huge, huge deal. Hey, yep. we won X amount of games. We won the series, blah, 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 blah. And it was kind of like, all right, that's, that's what we have to hang our hat on because neither of the teams were World Series contenders. White Sox win in 05. All of a sudden, that kind of weight's lifted off your shoulders. I don't care anymore about the Cubs. If you guys win 105 games or if you guys win five games, we've won our World Series. I'm happy. I've got to experience that. I've got to live through that. But that was then. Where are you now? Now it's, it's still the same, but we were talking about whether if the White Sox had not won in 05, we'd be on 99 years. The Cubs would be snapping potentially 108 years. That would be unbearable for me now. Yeah. I think if the White, if the Cubs win, you know what? They deserved it. Good for the fans, the bandwagon fans. That's going to happen on any team in any sport. That's unavoidable. So good for them. We won. We're good. Congratulations to you guys too. Just get me away from David Kaplan. <laughs> yeah, I, you know the one, and I, I kind of piggyback off that Slavko because I, you talked about the crosstown and stuff like that. It definitely, 2006, it was still there because you're coming off of a World Series, right. and then there were some down years and stuff um, with both teams. But, like, if they come do it, there's a lot of people I'm going to be really happy for. Um, and there were some people that were really happy for me that were Cub fans in 2005. So I'm not, I'm not certainly going to be angry at all or upset or um, just, like, extremely emotional if the Cubs win the World Series, and, and I'm sitting here going, oh, man. The Cubs won, blah blah blah. But if anything, like if anything, this has made me more envious of the way the or- their organization is run right that's now, what Chris the way the yep. White Sox are run. Yeah, that, Guff, that to me is the takeaway from this. Yeah, Guff, I, I was I put it right out there, right right away. Go Cubs! It was my thought about it, and my and the way, reason I feel that way is because I I, I want the Cubs to win, and because yeah. I I feel so. So irritated with the way the White Sox just refuse to change the way they do things. And then say, hey, Cubs, win this thing and put some pressure on the White Sox to maybe maybe rethink the way they do things. But 
I feel comfortable getting on board with the Cubs, and maybe it's because we've been here from the ground floor. I mean, we've all been here when the Cubs, you know, prior to the Epstein thing, and we've seen uh-huh. this thing unravel from the very beginning, which is why we we might be able to just jump on board and and be close with this team in that respect, as weird as it seems. And, and it's certainly, as you said, the fact that a lot of the players are very um, – accessible um rizzo and bryant are everywhere you get arietta doing commercials now they're all over the place that's certainly a big deal yeah and i think this and you know to add on to that their two most marketable guys embrace the marketability the white Sox two most marketable guys chris sale and jose abreu don't want to be marketed and let me and, and let me say that this problem let me say this about sale and abreu those two guys are every bit the talent that Rizzo and Bryant are. They're every bit is marketable. It's just it doesn't happen. And I they think don't want to be though too. There's two and, things but, to that. See, I think that's part of the problem. It has I to be agree. forced upon them. It has to say, listen, we're in a, we're in a position where, you know, we're kind of second fiddle in this city, and we need to There's hustle. No kinda. And yeah, we, yeah, but they, do right. they care? And we need to do something to change that. And the fact that those two guys aren't everywhere considering the White Sox yeah, and you is know what? puzzling. And you know what, the, 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 that 05 era, that group of guys that won and you know were, carried the torch for a few years, a lot of them had that chip on their shoulder, like AJ, Canerco, Rowand, and they took it on the field and they embraced it. And they, if, they, if there was something they could market, they ran for it. I don't say they ran for it, but they embraced it and they took advantage of it and they put, they kind of like planted the flag for the White Sox for those years. Yeah, and Yeah, they had those grinder rules, remember? Yeah. Brzezinski was that guy who was like the anti-hero. And, and everybody who who's a White Sox fan, we loved him and everybody else hated him. But, I mean, the base of it, if you look at what Brzezinski was, he was a brilliant baseball player. Yeah. I mean, you hated him, but yes. But the reason why you hated him is because he was continually outsmarting you. That's why you hated him. And he had some big hits against the Cubs. Oh, he was, he was a brilliant player. And he got player. hit by the Cubs. He was a brilliant player, and I'm, <laughs> I miss watching him play on a regular basis. Yeah. So, anti-hero, uh, great beer, too. Yeah, uh, we got to wrap up things pretty quickly here. But uh, Guff, just give us uh, some thoughts of where you're at, what's going on with the Cubs, and uh, you're deep in the soul of Ryan McGuffey. How you're going to get through the next week or so? You know, I don't. I, I think it, maybe it's a little harder for maybe it's, it might be a little harder for you, Chuck, than it is. Like this is this is like what this is fun. I mean, it's fun to be a part of this stuff. I mean, it's stuff that. If they were to win the World Series, you know, 10, 20, 40 years from now, it's one of those things you can be like, man, I was there for that, and baseball's biggest, um, you know, hacks and curse and all that stuff, biggest drought. It doesn't, it just, I'm kind of, I'm numb to feeling like hatred or jealous. Like, it goes back to what we were just talking about. It's more of like, maybe this could be a stepping stone for the White Sox to act. Now, whether yeah. it is or whether they actually do anything about it, I don't know. But the other thing is, these guys aren't going anywhere. They could win this year, next year, three years from now. They could win three and seven. I, I mean, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> if this, talk to me six years from now. If the Cubs have three World Series, I might feel a lot worse than I do <laughs> if they win one. Yeah. Well, listen, if it happens, I will uh, be happy for Cubs fans uh, my yeah. Cubs fans, friends, and family, and I will be envious 
of all you guys who are in the business who are covering it because I will not be able to cover it. So uh, I will be, that's where my jealousy will lie because uh, what a great story. Uh, a, it's not a you know, generational story. It is a multi, multi, multi-generational story. My grandmother was 105 when she died. She was born in 1908. And uh, she didn't get to see a Cubs World Series, and uh, so, uh, and she was a Cubs fan. So anyway, thank you very much, Ryan McGuffey. Enjoy it out there in L.A. Bye, boy. Thanks. Bring us back some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Ryan McGuffey, Slavko, Chris Kampka, great stuff. And we'll see you next week on the White Sox Talk podcast. And you can find all our podcasts at csnchicago.com slash podcast. You can subscribe to our iTunes channel from there. So you don't miss a single White Sox podcast. Again, csnchicago.com slash podcasts. We'll see you next time. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.